And you're very welcome to the latest edition of The Race Hour, brought to you with our friends at BetBright. Joining me, Dean Ryan, in the studio is our regular Dermot Nolan. How are you? Hi, Dean. How are you? Very well. And Gavin Geraghty is back. We did promise he would be back at the start of the season, and we don't lie on this podcast. He is back. Gavin, how are you? Very good, Dean. Yourself? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. We're getting to the meteor stuff of the jump season. We haven't been that busy on the podcast, so it's a good time to catch up about a few horses that have uh, come and run over the last couple of weeks. One that we will not be seeing, let's start with a big bombshell, really, is Altior. Um, He was fine a few days ago. Now he's not fine, and he could possibly be going straight to the Queen Mother if he makes it at all. Gavin, a little bit weird. Yeah, there's a lot of um, mixed signals coming out about the message as to what happened or what didn't happen or what exactly is wrong with him. But the main thing is he's out anyway until when we don't know. But let's just hope we see him back as the horse that we know he was. Even if he came back three quarters of the horse we know he was, he's still probably the best two mile chaser around. And I'm including Duvan in the argument, Demo. Yeah, like. He really is, Dean. I think we had this argument with Chris last year, didn't we? And a few I, times. I really think that um, Altior is the best two-miler we would have seen this year. We can't prove that now, unfortunately, but uh, unless he does come roaring back for Cheltenham. And look, Dean, if he does make Cheltenham, I think Nicky Henderson has more than proved himself that he's able to get a horse ready first time out. You know, my tent of yours has done it now for the last two years to finish second and run career best, really, in finishing second in those two champion hurdles. It's a real pity, but let's just hope that the same thing doesn't happen with Duvan or doesn't happen with Min. And uh, we do get to see some of the, the real stars stepping up because whilst I love special Tiara, he's a real warrior of the division. I mean, if he was to win a few of those great ones again this year, he, it's, a, it's a poor division yet again because this did look like the first competitive year of the division. And look, um, my idea at the moment at big, big odds... Uh, a horse who might just be worth a small each way for the Queen Mother next year would be great field. He's a very big price. And if this race continues to cut up like it would, he, he could well find himself up at the very top of that market. And last season, he was one of the best novices. So I think um, he could be the price. But Dean, I really hope Altior gets there because without superstars, this game really is nothing. I spent most of the flat season slagging off the the flat saying that we only get to see them for two years. But it's starting to get like that now with the jumps, isn't it? Well, they become fragile, don't they? There's no guarantee we're going to see Duvan back in his pomp anyway. So the dream and that that race that kept us all warm over the summer, because never that warm here, is uh, was was the Duvan out your matchup. Not to get that, we all crept whether it was even likely. Gavin, that would be a shame if we never see it. It would, but look, the likelihood was they weren't going to meet until the champion chase anyway. If, Fair enough. If, if they were both fit and if they're both well yeah. so you know the the bulletin at the moment is that he's hoping to get him back for the festival so let's go with that and let's hope we do see the clash then well if you miss the festival we can rock up at Punchestown and smash everyone up as well so let's let's hope Altior comes back big and as bullish as he ever was fingers crossed uh, Yamworth took a second step uh, over fences and it didn't, didn't actually <laughs> didn't last very long did it um, I'm on the record of saying I think you'll make a terrible chaser and I don't like to be proved right and I haven't been yet let's be honest he can come out and, and do something third time up but that world hurdle bid is still on the cards that's yeah Dean I hope it does happen for you uh, you were saying it all last year a year too late Dermo even if it does to be honest you were ultimately proven right last year but unfortunately not not all the way right as in you didn't get the right race in the end absolutely at entry you got a bit of indication but the um, it's a bit I'm willing to write him off but you have to say it's very early to write him off um, but I just think he's so deliberate uh, do you know who reminds me of jumping a fence remember Rock and Ruby went over fences for half a season it's just they're not naturals uh, and he definitely isn't 
I um, I just think it really is and it's that old adage as well Dean about horses that don't immediately go over fences that spend an extra year hurdling it just seems to affect them jumping a fence uh, and I just think that they they have to give them one more go over fences uh, you know you couldn't write them off just after that but um, if it doesn't go right next time all 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 stations have to be stopping at, uh, I would I would be pre- I would be prepared to completely write him off over fences but Gavin you'd imagine they give him another chance his big orange ass just doesn't come down the other side of the fence in any kind of shape he comes down so steep yeah he um will I think will definitely give him another chance over fences yeah and um, like I thought at the first day as he warmed up he jumped a bit better he was right he's very novicey but to be honest like I don't think he can jump hurdles either you know? no he's a so terrible jumper all round like stuff, he's so. got a great engine yeah he's a good engine but even at that that's I, got I, gold I, cup. he's a dope I think he's I think he's a little bit overrated myself I, yes I, I don't think he I don't think even think he'd win a world hurdle. He could run a run place than it. He would have won last year's world hurdle, I'm I think, because it was no. I think so well. you know, he, he he made hard work of winning at entry when he beat Snow Falcon and Super know? Sunday. Yeah, and but that was Sunday. that was off the back of being I don't know whatever he was on at Cheltenham, but he certainly wasn't on his A game. And there was something there was something all about his campaign that was just ridiculous. And they've campaigned this horse terribly since his novice days when he got a terrible ride behind York Hill. And, oh, and he wouldn't like, he wouldn't have beaten York Hill anyway. But we're not well, starting that debate just yet well we don't know you know if I ran a furlong further than you round the, round the track you'd beat me but it doesn't really you know make any difference now they're going chasing and they've got probably go one more time to see which way to go with Yamworth but it's a conundrum um, you know what I mean Harry was uh, was back on track and did his job yeah Dean to be honest um, was, I was impressed with him he could well win a world hurdle I mean there's, there's not an awful lot coming out of the um, unless Yamworth goes for it uh, but I thought Alfred Rizzo Zobo won't go now I thought the biggest eye catcher by an absolute country mile was in second in that race uh, value at risk um, Mark Hogan a friend of the podcast team and uh, he owns the horse he, he's had a difficult time with him um, it has been difficult but look he ran an absolute screamer he's come back to something like his novice hurdle slash bumper form there that was a huge run he travelled the kindest of all of them he travelled up outside and he got outside by by a very good horse no shame in it and of 131 over fences and 145 over hurdles there's plenty of races left in him if he's able to run that horse that close uh, there is plenty of races especially off 131 and I thought value at risk by a country mile was the horse to uh, take out of that race thing. yeah well if they get a clean run with him they're going to have fun with value at risk Gavin you would have um, seen the race you know what I mean Harry's done what we would expect him to do I would imagine and value at risk has probably run above himself on a, on a seasonal return yeah it was a lovely seasonal return for you know what I mean Harry like he done, yeah, it was. He done all, all, he, all he wanted him to do he won he got his race into him he you know it'll bring him on a ton over a trip probably shorter than ideal yeah so that should bring him on a ton like he's probably the one with the, st- the best form um, of the three mile division um, the novices now from last year have to come up and see what they'll do but I don't know if they'll um, match you know what I mean you have the world's end is it you've, the world's end looks very promising horse and then you've Penn Hill you have Penn yeah, Hill yeah. Penn Hill's likely to step up yeah. and I think spring would bring the best out of that one again um, Nichols Canyon we're writing off as a world hurdle dual winner are we um, I thought Punchestown the way he turned it over again now the record of world hurdle winners going on yeah. to, to Punchestown isn't uh, the greatest obviously but big bucks and all the years he won it through with a spanner into those trends anyway but um, I thought you know what I mean Harry beat 
Nichols Canyon fair and square at Punchestown and I'd say they're as much and muchness of each other I'd say you run them against each other ten times and they yeah. beat each other five times each yeah I don't think there's too much between them now but they're probably set to bar at the moment in that division and yeah, until something comes out and proves, some, proves better than them they'd be the ones to say fair enough now we're going to see some really exciting Arkle prospects out over the well over the weekend coming but one that's put his name in the ring that perhaps we wouldn't have known or considered for the race beforehand was footpad over the last few days and um, you won't see many better performances than that over Chase on the first crack he was foot perfect you could say and that's a terrible pun but then the, the thing I'm not sure about him is we all did this about Identity Thief in the past it's a bit early to start eulogising and I think he's, he's short now is he what is he 8-1 to one for an arkle? 8-1 to 6-1 to one in places yeah. Um, yeah look it was a fantastic performance that, that, that needs to be said first of all uh, I wouldn't say he was in many of those ten to follows for the season on Twitter by anyone. No, uh, no, I wouldn't say so. Like you know, he's a horse that they kind of messed around with trip last year. I don't think they really knew his trip. Uh, he ran a decent race to be third in the, the punchdown equivalent of the World Hurdle, didn't he? Um, and he was well enough back that day. Difficult to know what to expect from uh, Dean, as 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 people were pointing out on Twitter. He's never won a ground better than soft. Um, he's one of those horses and we just need to see more of him before I'll go um, I'll go jumping around about him is he an arco winner Gav um, he has to prove himself on the ground but he did, he did finish fourth didn't he in the, in the champion hurdle last year didn't he um, so well if you look at how the arco normally stacks up you take the horse with the best previous yeah, hurdling yeah, campaign highest rate, highest rate exactly who so, doesn't spend that extra year over hurdles yeah, so, and they, they, they're an arco so, so he does fit the profile and he couldn't have been any more impressive than any yeah. than any natural chaser I don't know he looks a kind of a small type I don't know if he's suited to jumping fences around Cheltenham on good ground yeah. with the undulations but he did win around Navin and Navin form is, is good form I'd say he could win quite a few decent races over the winter now and could go off maybe short enough in an arco. Well, you'd imagine so. And we all look well. I mean, a good few of us when we first talked about this on the podcast this season was that arco looks like a terrible, terrible division. Where is the standout yeah, it's horse? Not as, uh, it's not as competitive looking at this time of year as as per usual. And you have to take uh, respect of what Willie Mullen said that he's as good a novice as as he as he has seen schooling at home. So yeah. You know, that's a fair statement. Well, I mean, there's an interesting Arco trial coming up at the weekend, and there's not going to be many runners in it, unfortunately, but the likes of, well, I mean, I talked about at the start of the season, the horse like Capitaine, who go there and take on River Wild, North Hill Harvey, and Aussie the Oscar. Not sure the Arco winner's in there, but Capitaine was a 33-1 chance at the start of this term. I don't think he's shortened up that dramatically, but he's going about his business the right way. If he were to win that, I think that there's still a bit of value in his price as it currently is in such an open division that's the first race I bring you to for the weekend is that Arkle trial that goes to post on Sunday at Cheltenham River Wild was excellent first time out um, and he's third in that Supreme um, I think that the, the Supreme is going to prove to be one of the worst Supremes that there's, there's ever been uh, I really do but in fairness he was third in it uh, we're going to go by transit you know it's usually one of those horses that do step into to being an Arkle horse so he's up there the other one I was looking at for the Arkle overall Dean was brain power um, I'm interested to see how he steps into that division but as Gav pointed out Footpad did finish ahead of him in that champion hurdle but look it's not a race I'll be flying into whatsoever but um, River Wilds I wouldn't back him but I've, I find it very hard to see him beaten Dean because I mean I Northern Harvey doesn't come out after he usually wins his first run and then 
goes away again like oh, well, I, I don't think North Hill Harvey is probably in the same bracket long term as the likes of a, a River Wild but I mean Capitaine was considered an arco horse before he started his hurdle campaign that was what Paul Nichols said that's where he'd end up he got beat by Finian's Oscar in a bad tollworth but only a bad tollworth because wasn't a lot of runners in it and, Capit- fight, yeah. and Capitaine's come out since and now looks like he is a chaser he's an absolutely headstrong yeah, fool of a horse just so, looking at the at the betting for that race on Sunday yes. it is a small field but um, I think Capitaine is a massive price and um, I think he's seven to two. But I think it's a big price. All, all, all his form is on flat tracks at the moment, and it is on good ground. Now he'll get his ground. You're taking a chance that he will be able to produce it on on around Cheltenham. Yeah. But at that price, I think it's worth taking a chance because River Wild was good in the in the Supreme, but I'd have me doubts over the form of that race too. And he didn't show up after that. And like Captain has run twice over fences, and he's absolutely packed up both times. He has. He has. He's gone about exactly as Nichols said he would. And we might be 12 months ago that Nichols said this about the horse. But he should know. He's trained the right horses to, to know what he's four got. Four runners, though. Jesus. I know it's four runners. And that's 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 the time of the year that we're, we're faced with, sadly. But he's a very good price. I'd be, I would be amazed if he didn't beat North Hill Harvey and Aussie the Oscar. Even if he wins this, he's still about 16, though. Maybe, maybe. But, I mean, take a bit of 20s as a, as a nibble for an arc away. You don't know what's going to turn up. Major concerns over the flat track now. Because we're going to see form. more this weekend. But if he can handle the, if he can reproduce the form he has on flat tracks, yeah. well then he's no seventy-two. Yeah. Well, he won't be. He won't be a kind of pie in the sky idea if he can go and win this weekend. So I'm hopeful. Now I brought you onto the Arkle trial there because we were talking about Arkle runners. But uh, you are listening to the race hour, of course, brought to you with our friends at Bet Bright. And we're looking at now. At, well, it's the proper first Cheltenham meeting. Should we kick off with the the Bet Victor Gold Cup as it's now known? And and what do we make of the contest? It's is it fair to say it's a weaker field than we've seen in the past in these renewals? You've got Kyle Morlock at the top is going to carry a lot of weight. Remainder Senam, who looks like a likely type. He's gone well at Cheltenham before. Tully East, you'd imagine, see a bit of money for Alan Fleming. Um, what do we think? I don't think there's a standout horse in here. No, there isn't. Uh, like, like there was the fuck-up of fuck-ups with... Uh with Cloudy Dream that was just an absolute disaster no I mean, it certainly was uh, poor old Rich Jefferson my heart, heart goes out we've all made mistakes but that's a very costly one because god almighty he could have won with he could have won this with me and Gavin up on his back um, but the one I've landed on here I think he's every bit of credentials as anything else in the race uh, people are rushing in for Tully East because he won the novice handicap chase obviously at the festival but a horse who did it the year before had clearly has had his issues now because He's only had three runs since, but that's Bally Alton. I think he's a huge, huge price. Um, or at least he was. Um, he was 12, he's now a 9. Very interesting that, that the money is coming. Ian Williams had big handicaps the last two weeks. When the money's come, they've won. Uh, he's in rock and form. He had London Prize. He had the horse that won the yeah, November rock, handicap. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's in absolute flying form. This is a horse that he's always adored. I mean, uh, like you don't have to go f- that far back when he finished second to Faheen in the Neptune Hurdle. Um, this is a really really smart horse he's had his problems but if he turns up he did a decent old run at Aintree uh, last time sixth where he drifted and he he probably just needed the run um, and like you know he was out for the run definitely he runs here and I just think he is so well in uh, was overheard last time and he takes an awful lot of beating day Bally Alton then for Dermo Gav, what do you like? Yeah, you can, you can make a case for a lot of runners in this race. It's, it is still open enough. Like, the one I was most sweet on 
and uh, five day decks was gold present and Nicky Henderson and he doesn't run so I have to look at the race again you know what Nicky does run he has two more runners in it uh, lip um, what is it the winner the Inval and hey the Inval hey yeah I think uh, he's. I think he's. I don't know if he's that he's much. Limited, he's limited, isn't he? Limited. Yeah. He always finds one too good. You can crib him, but he's seven. Yeah. And no, he's he's, he's, he's been in behind you know some cracking horses at the top of the game, like the two Tafts and stuff like that. And I just think he's off a lovely mark. Jerry McGraw ride him, gets on with him really well. The prep run the other day seems to have been overlooked. Mm. I thought it was a big burly. Mm. St- you know, every time he came back on the Briley, went a bit more. It was over too short a trip. 14 to 1 he's the ideal horse for given, the race I, I know think. He, but he's given 3 pounds to the likes of Bally Alton again who's, who's been there in one big races already no question he's going to have to put in a career best yeah. no question uh, like you, like can he's make, not you can make a case for, for a lot of them like Tully really. East um, he looks I think he will actually go off favourite because everything's in his favour he, he absolutely bolted up and he only won by a length but he cruised round yeah. in, uh, in the festival last yeah. year the yeah. form worked out really well well he beat Tafts when he, yes, yeah. He beat and, two Tafts. Um, Double W's in that race. He came out and won. There was a couple of winners come out and won after that. But maybe he just had his day that day and he was peaked to perfection. Uh, I think the best form this season in the race was Foxdale Hill and Le Prezien there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They, they were both probably um, had this as their main target. And if you look through Foxdale Hill's last couple of runs, it's it's uh, really good. But in saying that, uh, if I was asked to my main pick would be Le Prezien in the race okay I think um, he'll he'll come on a lot for that the race will be run to suit a strong pace so it'll be my goal another note here. as well is the is the former horses Dean so you've been Telemar running here for Charlie Long's the first time as well and Colin Murlock yeah. who I thought was harshly taken away but from Telemar if, if, if um, he could improve him at all he, he wouldn't be that far out. Not at all. No, not in his best form, no. Well, it's very open. Kyle Morlock, for me, best in a smaller field. And this is going to be a big enough test of a big weight. You know, if I, I'd imagine they'll win races with it. And it, like you say, not with Kerry Lee anymore. But she won a grey one with it. Like. And probably won softer ground, I'd imagine, is it? Ideally. Yeah. You yeah, would think so. so. I think just a, just an easier... Yeah. You know, it's it's not the biggest, most robust horse. Talented now, no doubt. get his way. Like, I think he'd be tough on. I think there's enough reasons anyway to not... A- 11 to 2, yeah, I think, yeah. unbackable. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, you never know. that the, the Tully, might, he might end up a 9, 10 to 1 yeah. shot in the day. Yeah, and then, it looks, then it looks different. Okay, well, we'll ignore all of that chat and just back the Inva. Yeah, it's back belly Alton or the end, which is what Gav likes. So <laughs> we're we're all over the place there, but that's fair enough. I, I, you know, one of the races as well that, that kind of stacks up this weekend and makes it the weekend that it is there is the Greatwood Hurdle. Now, if anyone can put up a reasonable case for Jenkins being as short as nine to two, four to one for the Greatwood Hurdle, I'm intrigued to hear it. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Deffy Desol wouldn't have been much shorter. Like he's seven to two shot maybe if if he ran them. No, it's it's a crazy short price at the moment. Like you, you can look through bits and pieces of the form. There's two or three of the things he beat in in his novice hurdle that are now rated one fifty ish, and he's off one well mid one thirties. But first time in a in a 
in a big handicap hurdle like this. He jumps like a table. Yeah, yeah, he, he can't jump if he if he makes a couple of mistakes. It's <laughs> Have you ever up. seen a table jump a hurdle? That's what Jenkins looks like. <laughs> like, come on, it's, demo. It's, it's Gav, tell me he can't win. No, can't I mean, win. He can win, but he, win. he'd want to have improved. If he back in the four when he was went off red hot favorite in that uh, Land Rover bumper, yeah. but what's that? Two years ago. Sorry, sorry. The four when he went off red hot favorite for a Land Rover bumper, which but there was no horse. <laughs> that, what's what's the form? Well, who are the horses around him? I can't. How does he end up being nine to two, four to yes. one for a great wood hurdle? It's it, it's a bizarre price. If it, it is, it is. But somebody clearly in the know how fancies anyway. I I'm the kind of person if I saw him in there at sixteen to one, I'd be going. Do you know what that Jenkins yeah, looks an interesting at, him, horse. At, a, at a big price, but, <laughs> but he's not there. You have to, you have to. But then it makes it a good um, race to have a bet on. Certainly, if he's yeah. he's too short and there has to be value elsewhere. Okay, well, Gav, which what is the value in the Great Wood Hurdle? The one I really like in this is Flying Tiger. Yep. Nick Williams is his stable arf in cracking form at the moment. He, I'm hoping it was a pipe opener he had last week behind London Prize in the Elite Hurdle. If you look back to his um, Fred Winter victory last last year at the festival, he he was he won the race, but he was the horse to take out of it because he absolutely he was really really keen and he pulled through the race he jumped up the arse of horses he was stopped two or three times yeah. and he still got up on the line and beat David Bear who who is definitely a well handicapped horse he only went up seven pounds for that he came out twice after that and was really keen in grade ones didn't didn't produce anything he was too keen blew the head of himself but he came out last week now behind London Prize on ground that would have been way too soft from and it was only a pipe opener for this and he um, he settled really well and he travelled like the best horse in the race by a country mile and blew up at the back of the second last. It was a really, really eye-catching run. And like there's, if you look at the bet, and there's two or three in it that are shorter than them that was in that Fred Winter. Yeah. And for me, for me, they can't finish ahead of him. I they can't turn that. No, I think he's a really good chance at uh, sixteen to one. It's a great price. It's a very live chance. I agree. I think that Fred Winter form with Divin Bear is going to turn out to be rock solid. Once, especially when we see Divin Bear back on course, uh, Demo. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be back in Flying Tiger myself anyway. Um, I'd be quite keen to take a lot of them on. The two I landed on were Chesterfield of Seamus Mullins and Tigger's River. Um, I think Tigger's River is the form of the Galway hurdles because a lot of them haven't come out and run on since run on there afterwards we tend to write him off he hasn't gone up all that much Dean and the form of that race is working out quite well I mean you Swamp Fox I know it was on the flat but that horse has gone on and won the, the November or the Irish's which was it the November Handicap the November Handicap yeah so he's gone on to do that it's I think he's a very good horse he, he barely went up that day because he was rode funny um, I think the hill will suit him down to the absolute ground he'll be grinding up that hill and I think he goes very very close and Chesterfield as well Dean I mean he improved all around him for going to Seamus Mullins uh, last year he beat John's Constable in the, in yeah, the, the very last race at Aintree yeah, yeah. And whilst John Constable was there, Chesterfield had him covered. And John Constable then went on thereafter and won the next two. John Constable is now rated higher than him. Um, he gets in this off 148. I think he's still very well in for what he did last year. He won the Scottish Champion Hurdle and there afterwards. And I just think he's a very good horse. I think sometimes when they're with a small yard like that, they don't get punished as highly as he would have had he been with a different yard because his mark, he's still okay in here, Dean and uh, he could go very close so him and Tigers River at 16 to 1 to pair them Dean um, 
I'd be happy to go aboard. Uh, do you know what? I take one from each of both of you. I like Flying Tiger and Tigers River. I think if you back something with a tiger in, you're getting a return. There would be... <laughs> <laughs> All right, a bit of a play on words, but I think you're getting paid. I, I just think Tigris River will go will go very well. Should just suit, I think, this kind of race. I really yeah. do think it'll suit. You're ground with him, isn't it? You're a bit worried maybe yeah. he might oh. get left behind oh. early doors, but if he can get a prominent posse, that yeah. track's so tight, he won't yeah. be able to get left behind. The farm of the Gala Order is working out really well. Um, yeah. The second uh, one, as Dermot says, he won the November Handicapped Tour. Willie Mullins is mayor. She won a listed race in the flat afterwards. And, yeah. and the fourth, Noel Mead's horse, Joey Sasse, he came out and bolted up as well. Um, all the four farmers working out really well. Like my concern about him is, I think, like in the Galway hurdle, he was absolutely flat to the boards the whole way, and needed every bit of it to get home. Now he will be flying up the hill, but I'd just be afraid he has the tendency to kick one around, and that he might just get shuffled too far back and leave himself with a bit to do. And like it's it's a long enough break since the Galway hurdle to to come to be at. Like I think that was the big target for him, and, and they got it right. And the got and the got it spot on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he will run well though. If, whenever Joseph sends over, Ivanovic Gorbachev too would have a chance if he sends him over. Yeah. He, he's not a bad trainer, is he? he he's doing all right for himself. <laughs> what do you win a tin pot handicap in Australia? I don't know where you, where are you getting that from. Wasn't off the ground. He looked. <laughs> he's decent man, and uh, yeah. Okay, well, I think that Great Woods fascinating. One of the most fascinating re- uh, races of the weekend. Um, I'll just pick out some other the, some of the other bigger ones. There's plenty of very good racing um, news, of course, during the week that we we lost Alan Potts and his horses are confirmed to run over the weekend. And there was a bit of doubt about it, of course, uh, but they'll go. So we've got the likes of Finian's Oscar, Vision Day Flow. Uh, who else do we have out there? I think Fox Norton is obviously due out. He'll go Slides in the slides in so, um, you know, it would be nice to see a few of those go and hit the target, wouldn't it? It would. Look, um, you know, he, he had as many jockeys as he had horses, but... <laughs> That's true. He put an awful lot into the game. He really did. Um, the amount of horses he bought, you know, sizing Europe. He was putting horses into Ireland and, you know, sizing Europe was winning when a lot of Irish horses weren't going to Cheltenham and winning. And he was the one... He really pumped an awful lot of money into Irish racing. Um, and look, he'll be sorely missed. I, I said... I sincerely hope his daughter. Do you know? Do you know what will, will maybe on those colours? Yeah, I hope so. And I, I, it seems that that would be the case. But you know what will be interesting is that point-to-point market where you don't have, mm. you don't have some of the bigger owners we all know, like Rich Ritchie and JP McManus, and that going out and buying all the point-to-point. It's really Giggenstown's operation where they clean up. He would have been a big bidder against them in those You're markets. Not people selling horses on point-to-points very very disappointed they're gonna yeah they've lost someone who would had a mad interest in picking up like michael o'leary has lost his biggest competitor in the point to point yeah so yeah no horses that drop well when anyone when any whenever you get anyone with with a wallet of that size leave the game it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle someone needs to come in and fill those voids so hopefully the daughter keeps it going and um, i hope so hopefully but look that's that's all the side daughter i don't think she's even thinking about that it's a very sad day for them especially after losing absolutely right only three months ago. Absolutely. So it's um, it's very very sad, but hopefully these these colours aren't uh, aren't going to disappear at the end of the year, please God. Well, it's fantastic for the family and them because they were so keen to go and land a gold cup. Oh, it was know, and there, they did it with with a horse that I think no one thought could win a gold cup at the start of the season, and what a what a way that story went. So, all right, well, we wish them all the best over the weekend, and hopefully they'll you know get a few winners on the board, and that'll be a nice uh, a nice thing to happen for them if that goes well. So, like Sophinian's Oscar and Vision Day flow. Uh, Forheen is back, gents. 
hopefully uh, we can well, be 100% it's... sure that um, I think we can be 100% sure he's going to run he, he was meant to run the Irish champion hurdle on the Friday beforehand and it was the Saturday I think he was ruled out wasn't it yeah so it's so. look it's hard to know I don't blame anyone for the quietness coming from there if you had him now and he was right you would be terrified I'd probably sleep with him you know like literally you'd be looking after him all day long he's been working since last summer by all accounts which is all over you know which he keeps saying he just just about missed punchdown last year and they haven't stopped with him because they've been afraid of leaving him go out again Um, so if Fahin goes back you're still struggling to see him come back to anything like he was but it would be lovely to see him on a race course and it would be lovely to see him do it and nobody's better than William Mullins for this job well if that field turns up Forheen Campiador Jeski Nichols Canyon Swamp Fox York Hill Apples Jim Mags one of the best races you'll ever see but that field is not going to no, turn up so let's assume Forheen takes on Campiador Jeski and maybe Swamp Fox so and he should carry all them in his back nearly you know the old um, Forheen would have like the old Faheen, well, we know he's better than Jeski and Swamp Fox and, and what else? The Campiador. Campiador. Well, he's only run three or four times. He's better than Campiador, though, Gav. You're going to have to concede we'll that. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not proven yet. <laughs> well, um, okay, okay, okay. We'll take he, it. He was out for two years. The one thing, usually when Faheen runs this time of year, a few years ago, he was as big as a bull and it wouldn't be... You know, they, they brought him along slowly. Yeah. But I think this time you can be sure whatever is left in Fahim, you'll see on Sunday. And yeah. he, so hopefully, or he should go and produce a really good performance because he will be fit and around to go because it's already right doing it at home. But the Mullins camp will want to see that he still possesses it on the track. He needs to be 10 lengths clear at the last hurdle yeah. and stay yeah. there. Yeah. And that's Fahim back. And, and then, yes, and then they've got, then they've got four or five months to get into the challenge. He could yeah. still even regress then. You yeah, but then they got four or five months to do it again. Any win they get out of him now is is, is yeah. bonus territory, really, isn't it? But it, it, look, it's very hard to for him to come back to the, the last time we seen him on a racetrack. He put up one of the greatest hurdling performance ever. I've ever seen. I knew. So um, what did he be like? Come on. I know, but did Ruby say that it was the best performance he's he ever him. sat in a horse? And Ruby thinks he broke him that day. Yeah. I already messed it. He laughed him. He laughed him. I already messed it. I think it Kenya was second anyway. Yeah. Sure. People crab Bouvardier for beating nothing in a champion hurdle. And, you know, he, and Bouvardier's biggest fan, and I think <laughs> Fahim this year. I genuinely still believe that Bouvardier would have put up the Fahim in his pump or any of them. Uh, one more, one more yeah. race. One more race. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about before I get to any other business. If there is any other business, is that Florida Pearl Novice Chase, which looks rock solid oh, on Sunday. If you get presenting Percy, Death Duty, Shattered Love, Jury Duty, uh, I throw Monoly, Arbor de V, Tombstones in there, Mossback, it doesn't matter. If those lot, if that lot turns up, that's a race to savor. That is a class race. Uh, I was looking forward to Monoly running over fences actually all year. Uh, Against he, them, though. It would be an incredible Woo! place to start, though, wouldn't it? Woo! It's a fair statement. Cause it's a fair statement <laughs> if he does start yeah. there. Um, but look, of the first two, presenting Percy did an awful lot better Galway than I actually thought he was going to do. And, and I still haven't made up my mind whether this horse is a grade one horse, which is a very, very, very good handicapper. It's very good anyway. The performance of Galway was excellent. Um, jury duty, or not jury duty, debt duty is very interesting. Uh, I think over this trip and everything else over um, I Noel said in the podcast uh, two weeks ago that he doesn't think he's a three miler and I'm starting to agree with that 
uh, over two miles five he's very interesting here and it's just one of those races that you really hope this field stands up because you're going to learn so much about where where all these lads are but I'd imagine this will cut up because Gordon Elliott has a few too many runners in it I he think. does he does have too many in it yeah but it seems like Deck Duty and Percy are going to turn up anyway so well uh, then that's a race yeah and that's a but hell of a race do you know what if they do turn up and I know the, f- the field and the prices that we currently have at the minute is is there because there's so many possibles but if Def Duty turned up and was 2-1 to one over 6-4 to four presenting Percy I think I'd have a decent bet on Def Duty I don't know I, I'd be again you know I think presenting Percy put up the most the best novice performance I've seen it looked it was class. unbelievable yeah. looked now, class. didn't work out the second thing ran again since yeah. and, and was stuffed there last week and Gordon won the race last year with uh, what was the name of the horse the exact same he was very impressive and I think we all backed him in a handicap at Cheltenham and uh, he's, he's still running but um, <laughs> well, best you forget. Yeah, I can't even think of his name now. That's that's how really well. That's how really But that doesn't mean the presenting Percy is going to do the same thing. Genie in a bottle, was it? No, no. The, oh, that one. The Whaley colours are the the Wakeland. Oh, jeez. Well, he's gone. Anyway, um, presenting Percy was. Um, I thought he was unbelievable. He travelled everywhere. I like to jump around Galway like that. First time over fence was really. Diamond really King was it? Diamond King. Ah. Um, to to jump around Galway like that first time it was really really impressive he got in close he got in long he pinged him so he did and uh, went away in the finish and, and will come on again and he looked a lot more natural chaser than Death Duty has to me anyway, true uh, true so far. Uh, look it's just great to see that Pat Kelly is actually aiming with horses at races nowadays it's not just uh, putting them into handicaps and then giving out when the English handicap think, puts them uh, up a few pounds I think with presenting Percy with presenting Percy that secret's out Demma I don't yeah, think I know, yeah, I know, I know. Exactly, and that's why that's why I think we've seen the best of them in Galway. I think if you swapped colours, connections, owners, trainers, the betting would be. I think present person would be odds on. And Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we are. And, and we are. Look ahead. Jay needs to stop making that ugly shape over yeah, fences. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. look a natural. Yeah. Now I know he's a big engine, but he got found out at the end of last year. He, like, I think he ended up with a rating of mid one forties. Presenting Percy is was a one sixty hurdler. Correct. By the end of it, so he's that to make up on ability alone, and he looks a better chaser to me. Okay. Yeah. No, it's a resounding okay. argument anyway. Well, yeah, I'm against it, but yeah, it is. It is a resounding argument. Now I feel a bit silly. Um, let's. <laughs> let's uh, pick up anything I mean look, there's a wealth of quality racing over the weekend so I'm just going to throw it open to you if you want to name one and you fancy one in one of the big races over the weekend you go ahead yeah so I've I've got three Dean that I'll be following very very closely Away you go. at the weekend or four actually sorry um, so Vodka Red tomorrow at Newcastle has a seven pound claimer up on his back last time he had a very very inexperienced jockey I'll leave it there who um, I hadn't backed him but he was the biggest eye catcher I've seen in a while He's with Kenny Johnson. Um, it's a shrew little yard, actually, that that do pluck out one or two winners a year, and they're always well punted. So Volker Red this weekend is worth watching. You Shannon's turn tomorrow for Tizard. I was going to back Brian Dawn. The two of them are very interesting, Brian Dawn and Shannon's turn, both on Irish form. But Shannon's turn is now two pounds below what he won the Galway played off that time, and he absolutely obliterated him. If he is ready to go first time out, Shannon's turn takes the absolute world of beating. Um, on Saturday... A uh, horse I put up in the podcast a few weeks ago who I think uh, wasn't uh, extended fully that day is River Frost, um, Alan King hurdler. He's 12-1 to for one of the handicap hurdles on Saturday. If his best foot forward is put forward this weekend compared to Chepstow where he was given an easy enough time of a Dean. He drifted all day as well out to 16s from 8s. Yeah, it's a warm-up. And um, 
he was warming up for something. I hope this is it. And he will go very, very close and he'll run a blinder. And um, and last but not least then as well, Dean has to be vision, they flow. Uh, he's one of my five horses to follow for the season that I put up on the podcast. And I think he's going to be one of the, the real stars of the novice hurdle division. Yeah. That Land Rover bumper, there's winner every week, there's a different winner coming out of it. The, the horse in third, uh, closed doors, was it? Uh, Joseph O'Brien's, he came out last week and absolutely dotted up Vision Day Flow. He left him standing that day. So, um, Vision Day Flow tomorrow as well. So, look, Dean, it's a cracking weekend. I mean, if you're moaning about this weekend's racing, just pack it in. No, this it's is it. This, this, is, this for me is the start. This is the start. We're looking at, we're looking at festival horses. We're looking at proper, proper animals out. And there's a few taking each other on. That's what you want. Gav? Yeah, and, they're, and they're big enough targets that they're not using them as prep runs. Yep. And we're done with that, I hope. Yeah, hopefully. Yep. Hopefully. Um, yeah, well, I mentioned a couple of the ones that like already. I think it'd be really under short price, or small enough price, uh, presenting Percy. I think he'll win on Sunday. And then a really sweet on Flying Tiger in the Greyhood and one then in the 150 the race before the, the big race on Saturday in Cheltenham I give another squeak to Manella Rocco I know he's top weight he's off 166 very hard to win a handicap off 166 but if you look through the field they're all 10, 11, 12 year exposed horses that he has conditions to suit like he ran around this time last year an entry and he fell at the last behind Denoel fated many clouds, which in hindsight looked a huge run. He finished yeah. second in a gold cup. He's he's still only seven. He he has three mile three around Cheltenham would be ideal. Um you know, he, he, he ran the race last year as his first run of the season, which he was bound to come on from. He carried eleven eight that day, he was beaten a length and a half. You would you would have to say he improved as the season went off, finishing second in the gold cup. So you'd imagine he's a better horse now. He's had his prep run into him. Seven to one, like he can't be out of frame. I'm with you. I, I think it's a knocking bet. Like no, if you go through the field, they're so it's exposed. Dennis performance, so then, isn't it? Is it though? Not is against it, that lot. Against them, it's, it's not a Hennessy where yokes are well handicapped. You are well handicapped, unexposed. Like three faces west is the unexposed horse in the race, and he hasn't ran in a year. It's just, he hasn't no form around Cheltenham. Um, the rest are like the other one I'd give a squeak to down the bottom is Alvarado um, Fergal O'Brien's horse his horse are flying he finished second in a, in a or fourth in the Scottish National there a couple of months ago yeah and he runs well he normally runs around this time as well but again yeah. he's 12 like if I'd be, he's, give, he's get, getting two stone off Manella Rocco but you know, you should nearly be able to give it to him. I'm with you. I, I think I think I think Manila Rocco in that field against that bunch should be around seven to two chance. If you can get an each way price on him now, four places, seven or eight. He to can. One, he 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 cannot be out of it. You can. You can. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I've already mentioned Capitaine. I think the Inval will go well in that bit, Victor, and um, Flying Tiger and Tigris River in the Greatwood, and Manila Rocco was where I was going to go. So I need a nap. Nap. My nap is uh, is. Shannon's turn tomorrow. Shannon's turn tomorrow. Uh, there's no point giving presented Percy at six to four, so I'll go with Flying Tiger sixteen to one each way and uh, great one. Okay, I'm going to go with Capitana because the seven to two in that four runner field I think is a knock in price. Um, but hopefully we've nailed the winners of the bigger races over the weekend as well. Uh, thanks very much, Dermo and Gav. Thanks very much, Dave. And just a uh, word to mention that Dave McGoran promised me he'll be back next week. He's head stuck in the form book and he guarantees winners. He below. can't keep throwing in sick notes.
that's all I can say yeah. about Magoon. winners galore guaranteed so uh, yeah and uh, hopefully we'll have our guest spot back as well next week you've been listening to The Race Hour brought to you with our friends at Betbright uh, Dermot Nolan Cameron Garrity and myself Team Ryan and uh, best of luck find some winners this weekend <laughs>